Does the explosive conflict over access to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem signal a push to rebuild the Jewish Temple? An expert on this and other end times issues shares his surprising insights today on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. On today's program, we're venturing to the front lines of various Middle Eastern conflicts, conflicts that are quite possibly playing a key role and going to play a key role in the future in end-time prophecy that's being fulfilled today as I speak. Here to help us dig into this exciting topic, an end-time expert and a dear friend, Joel Richardson. Welcome back. Good to be back. I, I'm going to tell you again, I tell you every time I see you, you are Jewish. I just, I'm, I was amazed the first time you said you're not. Uh, I, we're going to do a DNA test on you, Joel. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, when I was in, uh, went up on the Temple Mount last year, and I don't have a lot of suits, so I was wearing my black top, my white shirt, and all of a sudden I heard, Yehudi, Yehudi, Allahu Akbar, you know. I thought I was going to cause a riot up there uh, without the hat. I had, my beard was a little bit longer, and so, you know, all the Arab women thought I was Jewish, and I had to, I was trying to explain in it. And they know, my friend, they know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was trying to say in, in, in Arabic, uh, I'm Portuguese, but... We're going to venture into some maybe scary things for, for some people. The good news right off the bat is that all of these things signal the near return of Yeshua, of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, with regard to the end times, everybody's always, we're talking about the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, wars, and so forth. When I think of the end times, what I think of is the end of this present wicked system. I think of the end of human trafficking. I think of the end of abortion, of corrupt politicians, and the birth of a new age. And that's really what biblical hope is all about. So all of these things that are unfolding in the earth, they're scary right now, but they're pointing to the day that we've all been waiting for and that which all of the Bible has been pointing to. And that we have to maintain proper perspective when we talk about these things. Ron Rhodes and I just talked about this. This is so crazy. And you can't talk about it enough. The restoration or the rebirth of Israel as a nation in 1948. Help us to understand why this is so important because I'm talking to more and more people that see no relevance whatsoever to this. You know, it's amazing. When you go back and you look at church leaders, the early church fathers, Christian theologians throughout history, they looked at, you know, the Jews throughout Europe dispersed throughout the nations, and they said, they're being punished. The Jews are being punished because they crucified Jesus, right? But now that they're back in the land, they've reestablished their nation. Now all the theologians say, oh, those people have nothing to do with Israel of the New Testament. You can't connect them. Now, when they were dispersed and in a place of suffering, persecution, they said, that's the Israel of the New Testament. They killed Jesus. But now that they're prospering, they say, oh, that has nothing to do. It's amazing the sort of the change that's happened in the last 70 years. I hear people say, this is just a modern invention of connecting Israel to end time prophecy. They didn't believe that in the ancient church. They didn't believe it a hundred years before the restoration of Israel. Not true. Not mm -hmm. true. 
So keep going with this. It's very important. Yeah, you know, I've got a guy 1,100 years before Israel was reestablished, um, Ishodad of Merv. He was a, a Christian bishop who lived near the Sea of Galilee. And in his commentary on Micah, he declared confidently, I mean confidently, that before Jesus returned, Israel would be reestablished. They, the land would be repatriated. You hear all these, these naysayers. They say, oh, you Christians, you, you know, they always point out the false prophet. But I've got at least 20 guys. And again, we, we have limited resources prior to the 18th century. I've got the at Puritans, least... Puritans, for example, early Anglicans, uh, but not, I mean... 100 years, 19th century Anglicans. Lutheran pietists. Actually believed strongly enough to go to Israel and help rebuild the land. I don't think many people realize that. Yeah, the Moravians. And then, of course, the biggest group was the Plymouth Brethren, uh, 19th century as they came out of Ireland. And they really, they really led to a transformation in the church to where the church was returning to the apostolic testimony and, and looking back to the testimony of the prophets. And so today, probably half the church believes these things, but unfortunately, half of the church still holds on to that replacement theology. And, and I would even say that there's a trending now in some segments of the church, often among the youth, back toward uh, replacement theology. And it's devastating because... And a very anti-Israel attitude, buying into the divestment and the boycotting. And uh, it's re we really got to have to do something about this. College campuses are a hotbed of negative propaganda towards Israel. Yeah, yeah. The pastors, the leaders, Sunday school teachers. We need to start teaching the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, you know, the Old Testament, the testimony of the prophets. We need to get our theology right because the bottom line is. Once you embrace the idea that God is done with Israel, once you embrace the idea that God is, has divested his relationship with corporate Israel, then ultimately it leads to the idea that they're non-people. And if they're non-people, then how do you relate to them? Replacement theology always leads toward anti-Semitism. I'm not saying everyone that embraces replacement theology hates Jews, but the majority of people that hate Jews among the church, within the church, embrace replacement theology. There's a clear causal relationship, and we need to hit that thing at the root because it's destructive. Joel, it's, it, it seems to me as well, in, in, my, um, in my evaluation, in my observation rather, that anti-Zionism also connects to anti-Semitism, and to separate those is just, is, is really false dichotomy. It just, anti-Zionism becomes if inherited in that is anti-Semitism. Lots more to come with Joel. And later in the program, a tribe who claimed to be descendants of King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. Is it possible? Find out in a moment. But first, here's some important information. Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we're preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote lost tribes community in Waliso, Ethiopia, the Gafa tribe, a lovely but persecuted people who've been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Our medical teams provide more than just physical care and comfort. They share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? 
Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham will die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. You can help save them, but we must act now. Call or click to share life-saving help right now, and we'll send you a very special resource as an expression of our thanks. For any gift of support, we'll send you Joel Richardson's End Times Eyewitness DVD, the exciting presentation discussed on today's broadcast. It's yours when you share any gift of support of the life-changing outreaches of Jewish Voice. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $150 or more today, we have a very special trio of gifts to share as an expression of our gratitude. In addition to the End Time Eyewitness DVD, we'll send you Jonathan Bernice's eye-opening hardcover book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days, plus Jewish Voice's brand new Afghan throw, high quality and tastefully woven in neutral colors. It will serve as a beautiful, useful, and comforting reminder to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Finally, as an ongoing expression of our thanks for choosing to help so many in need, you'll also receive our illuminating and inspiring magazine, Jewish Voice Today. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share an urgently needed gift in support of this vital outreach, and to request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Please remember, the days are short, and the needs of these people are critical. Please act now. Does the explosive conflict over access to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem signal a push to rebuild the Jewish temple? An expert on this and other end times issues shares his surprising insights today on Jewish Voice. I'm speaking with New York Times bestselling author Joel Richardson, who recently released a new movie, End Times Eyewitness, Israel, Islam, and the Unfolding Signs of the Messiah's Return. 1967, another really important event, the restoration of Jerusalem. Why important? The Bible's not an American-centric book. And so what are the prophets pointing to? They're pointing to the Messiah who's going to come back to Jerusalem. At the end of the age, all the nations gather together against Israel, against Jerusalem. So as the, the Jewish people are coming back and reestablishing the state, this is a precursor. Now, it doesn't mean that Jesus is going to return next year, but clearly things are lining. They're setting up for the, the return of the Messiah. I mean, these things were prophesied thousands of years ago with specific accuracy. They're coming to place right now before us. This is God's thunderclap from heaven. If we're not paying attention to it, and we're purposefully blinding ourselves to what the Lord is I doing. try to talk about this with every guest that is talking about end-time prophecy. We're not date-setting here. You're not date-setting, but you're saying we are in the season. We know the season. Of his return. You know, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees of his day. He goes, you guys know how to interpret the signs of the weather. I grew up, I'm the son of a fisherman. Red sky at night, sailor's delight. I was six years old. I looked up at the sky at night. I said, I'm going fishing with dad tomorrow. So before we get into specific trends that you are seeing in Israel, why is it so important that Jerusalem is restored into Jewish hands? Well, I mean, ultimately, we go back to the Abrahamic covenant. The Lord, the Lord literally made a covenant unto death. I mean, when he cut these animals in half and walked between the pieces, he's essentially saying, may I, the creator of the universe, the angel of the Lord, 
die like these animals if I don't fulfill my promises. And as far as I know, my experience is the Lord's a promise keeper. And so he's promised that this would be the specific location that his son would rule the nations from, the throne of David in Jerusalem. And it's all working in that direction right now. It is. Well, let's talk about specific trends that you're seeing, signs of the season of the end. Let's begin with the rebuilding of a, the temple, the temple. You know, a lot of Christians, they look at some of the statements in the New Testament and they say, oh, there's never going to be a temple rebuilt because we're the temple. And yeah, there's references to us being the spiritual temple. But clearly, in the book of Daniel, four different times, it refers to the Antichrist as desolating uh, the temple, the Jewish temple, and, and removing the offerings that will take place there. And then Jesus referred back to Daniel and said that's going to take place in the future. And he was not talking about 70 AD. So we know there will be a temple. Paul the Apostle said the Antichrist is going to set himself up in the temple of God. There will be a temple rebuilt. Just as the prophet said Israel was going to be reestablished, it's taken place. We know the temple will be rebuilt. But we don't know how that's going to happen. We know it will be. Uh, Rabbi Yeshiyahu Hollander, he's the foreign minister to what's called the reorganized nascent Sanhedrin. They're trying to reorganize the Sanhedrin in Israel. And so I've heard this idea uh, mentioned a few times, which is they're basically saying that the Dome of the Rock, now up on the Temple Mount you have the Dome of the Rock, that's the Golden Dome. You also have Al-Aqsa Mosque, that's the, the lead uh, dome. That's a different, you know, two different buildings. But they're, they're basically saying that the Dome of the Rock could be used as part of the future Jewish Temple. I had never heard this before uh, until recently. And they're saying basically this is where the Holy of Holies uh, is to be. This is where the, the, the creation stone is. And so there's basically saying, we'll add on to it. Now, in times past, we've always heard, well, they're going to destroy that This thing. is the first I've heard of that. That would be... So we know it's going to happen. An unusual thing, We just don't know, how it's, we don't know how it's going to Do you happen. believe that the temple can be rebuilt next to the Dome of the Rock? Or that the dome has to come down? Or are you actually... Do you, do you, it has to be one you, or the other. So you don't buy into the Dome of the Rock will actually be part of... A rebuilt temple. Again, I was shocked when I heard this, but one thing is clear is that the, I'm still recovering from yeah, the idea. The Orthodox rabbi, the Holy of Holies has to be in that specific location, and that's where the Dome of the Rock is. So, you know, again, in the past, Christians have said, oh, there's going to be, you know, an earthquake or a comet's just going to you know, direct strike, and then they'll rebuild, whatever. There's been some radicals in the past that have talked about destroying it. But by and large, that's not, that's not what they're talking about. They're saying, hey, if you radical Muslims can simply agree to share, you guys can have your Al-Aqsa Mosque. And then the, he, the, Rabbi Glick is saying that basically the Dome of the Rock would become, and he calls the temple the house of prayer for all nations that anyone who worships one God, according to Glick, could participate in, in the house of prayer for all nations. Now, as a Christian, I have a strong problem with ecumenicism. I don't agree with Rabbi Glick, but the purpose of discussing this is to say, these are the trends that are moving in that direction. I also went to Istanbul and sat down with a Muslim leader, who a Muslim leader, he's, he's the most published author in the whole Islamic world, He's openly calling for the Jews to rebuild their temple and saying that this is actually commanded by Allah. Really? That, now, that's very interesting to me. Randall Price made such a good point many years ago that always stuck with me. 
the temple isn't in process of being rebuilt, but the fact that there's a movement or movement towards this, moving towards this, is, is, is really of note that something is happening. It is. You, it, are we far off from this, do you think? Again, I don't know timing, but, you know, what's interesting is after Glick was shot, there's been all sorts of unrest in Jerusalem. Uh, they're talking about a third intifada or a fourth, however you want to figure that. Um, Prime Minister Erdogan, well, I'm sorry, he's now President Erdogan of Turkey, the President of Turkey, has said, we need to turn the Temple Mount over to the UN. And he's also talked about Turkey becoming a custodian of the Temple Mount. And so I find with the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, things, they tend to go slowly, and then all of a sudden in spurts, things just, they speed up overnight. The Arab Spring is one of these things. Overnight, everything changes, and prophecies start aligning. Uh, again, we know that it's going to take place. We just don't know the timing, but we can definitely see the trends. Well, there's so much on the horizon, not on, just on the horizon, but we're in it now that I want to talk about ISIS. I want to talk about Turkey more. You've just completed a DVD, End Time Eyewitness, and we have a clip from this. I think this is very, very compelling. Let's take a look. So because of the prophecy of Daniel 11, I believe that we should be watching the Middle East, looking for the reemergence of a northern power base similar to the historical Seleucid dynasty, as well as a powerful independent Egyptian power in the south. And I believe that when we look at the Middle East right now, we see one of the most profound pieces of the prophetic puzzle coming together right before our eyes. Our time has slipped away. One last thing I want you to talk about Israel, Jerusalem. Take us back there and give us one last observation. The prophets are clear that before Jesus returns, all the nations will gather against Jerusalem. <clears throat> you have all these Christians that say God's done with Israel. If God is done with Israel, then anybody with the discernment of a log can see that Satan hasn't received the memo. All the nations today are gathering together against Israel. That fact destroys the idea of replacement theology that God's done with Israel. Satan obviously has his sights on them. Uh, and it's clear that God still loves Israel, still has a plan for Israel. Jesus is going to come back and set up his throne in Jerusalem. And Satan has a counter plan. And that plan is coming to a head right now. You look out at the nations. You look at Europe. You look throughout the Middle East. You even look at some of the trending in the church. And you can see that the, that the, the, the enemy is active in trying to stir up that historical hatred of the Jewish people and that demonic lust for the land that God promised to give to his people. Which is why everyone watching, you, talking to you, you need to pray for Israel on a daily basis and you need to make your voice known. Joel, thanks for all you do and uh, for waking us up to some things we need to be paying attention to. And uh, Joel's, Joel's unprecedented new DVD, End Times, Eyewitness, Israel, Islam, and the Unfolding Signs of Messiah's Return delves much deeper than the headlines that you're seeing in the news. It explains how current conflicts in the Middle East are tied into biblical prophecies that are being fulfilled today before our very eyes, as I speak. So I really encourage you to get the DVD, End Times eyewitness. Well, next, did King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba really have children, and are they dwelling today in the land of Cush? 
Well, I believe the answer is yes. I've seen this with my own eyes, and they need your help. Take a look. Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we're preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote lost tribes community in Waliso, Ethiopia, the Gafa tribe, a lovely but persecuted people who've been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Our medical teams provide more than just physical care and comfort. They share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham will die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. You can help save them, but we must act now. Call or click to share life-saving help right now, and we'll send you a very special resource as an expression of our thanks. For any gift of support, we'll send you Joel Richardson's End Times Eyewitness DVD, the exciting presentation discussed on today's broadcast. It's yours when you share any gift of support of the life-changing outreaches of Jewish Voice. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $150 or more today, we have a very special trio of gifts to share as an expression of our gratitude. In addition to the End Time Eyewitness DVD, we'll send you Jonathan Burness's eye-opening hardcover book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days, plus Jewish Voice's brand new Afghan throw, high quality and tastefully woven in neutral colors. It will serve as a beautiful, useful, and comforting reminder to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Finally, as an ongoing expression of our thanks for choosing to help so many in need, you'll also receive our illuminating and inspiring magazine, Jewish Voice Today. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share an urgently needed gift in support of this vital outreach, and to request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Please remember, the days are short, and the needs of these people are critical. Please act now. One Jewish community that many of you have helped us to reach out to is the Beta Israel, the House of Israel in Ethiopia. Now, these are Ethiopian Jews who are the poorest of the poor, and they hope to one day go to Israel. But in the meantime, they are suffering severe poverty, and they're desperate for help. Jewish Voice now holds three outreaches every year to provide medical care, dental care, eye care, uh, even eye surgeries, water purifiers, and we do this without charge, completely free, but most importantly, we tell them about Yeshua, Jesus, their Messiah and Savior. Here's a close look at the Beta Israel, the House of Israel, and Gondar, Ethiopia. This is the life of Wakaya Gedi. Today, she's making the difficult journey over the hilly and dusty roads of Gondar, dodging cars, goat herds, and crowds of people, a hike that will take her an hour and a half on blistered feet. But she's heard about the clinic 
And it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get the medical attention she desperately needs, having endured abdominal pain brought on by complications during pregnancy. This will be the very first time she sees a physician. Dr. Lawrence is an emergency room doctor from Dallas. He wants to check her heart and lung functions to assess her overall health. Now treating her for her pain, but uh, she's going to need to go to the GYN for continued workup. Dr. Fajardo from Columbia is a specialist at the clinic and was able to give her an ultrasound on site to aid in her diagnosis. It's the very first medical treatment of such she has ever received, and she is most likely unaware of the important role it plays in her health care. You can't imagine when you look at the video how amazing it is to actually be there in person and help these people that are in such desperate need. You don't have to be a doctor or a dentist or a healthcare professional. You just have to love the Lord and want to be used. We would love to have you join us on one of our next medical outreaches. To volunteer or to get more information, you can email us at outreach at jvmi.org. Once again, that's outreach at jvmi.org. We'll be right back. The Lemba, a lost tribe of Israel discovered in the remote regions of Zimbabwe. DNA proves that they are descendants of the priestly tribe of Aaron, practicing their Jewish faith for thousands of years, not knowing their long-awaited Messiah has come and will come again. And the Jewish Voice Outreach Team has the privilege of sharing this amazing good news with them through our outreaches in Zimbabwe. It's amazing. Come witness this miracle. Be an important part of God at work in these last days, gathering His people back to Himself. We need volunteers urgently for this outreach, medical professionals, prayer partners, and practical service volunteers as we minister to thousands of very needy and spiritually hungry people in just one short week. Come with us and help these desperate Jewish people. Say yes to being God's hands and feet. Please answer the call. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior, and we do this to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the entire world. We can demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, with eye care, with eye surgeries, all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we share the gospel and their lives are transformed. And with your help, we can make a powerful and eternal difference in their lives. I want to ask you today to help. Will you be a part of saving lives, of transforming lives, of blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift? Now, if your answer is yes, we have some very special ways of saying thank you today. And I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. Anything that you can do to help will make a difference in their lives. You can just call, click, or write now to share and request them. And remember, it's your generous gift that will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. 
Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. We'd love to have you check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish voice. Well, that's all the time we have. As I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Every one of you watching needs to pray today for Israel and the Jewish people. They need our prayers. And the Bible says that you will prosper as you love and reach out and pray for the Jewish people. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernus saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. 